and welcome back to the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff. And let's start with a college football recap. Number two, Georgia tops South Carolina over the weekend, 40-13 to in a border battle up in Athens. Georgia quarterback JT Daniels was back. He threw for 303 yards and three touchdowns. The Georgia defense did give up their first touchdown of the year with 11 minutes to go as Luke Doty returned for South Carolina. Georgia moves to 3-0, South Carolina 2-1. Here's a listen to Georgia head coach Kirby Smart and JT Daniels along with South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer and quarterback Luke Doty. Um, I would open with uh, what a tremendous night and the weather held off for the uh, honoring of the first five uh, black football players to play at the University of Georgia. They came over and spoke to our team on Thursday. I thought they did a tremendous job. Uh, what a tremendous honor to have them and host them. And uh, Courtney did an unbelievable job uh, hosting them, and she has done an incredible job with our diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I'm really proud of what they were able to do and what we've got as part of our stadium for a long time. i also like to thank David Pollock. So he got honored for the College Football Hall of Fame. What a tremendous honor for him. Uh, and then our fan base, you know, our fan base came out loud and proud. They didn't take a week off. Uh, I think our student section has become very impactful from pregame warm-ups all the way through the game. thought the guys played really hard. Um, so many guys played a big role in this game. Uh, it seemed like the wealth was spread around defensively and offensively. I thought uh, JT played with a high level of confidence, um, believed in what our guys around him could do, and he got the ball to our playmakers. Did a great job doing that. Um, Pod. He's a great kicker. It was great to get him back on track uh, there late in the second half. And uh, just proud of the hard uh, work our guys have put in. We just we got to get better. And uh, we're not where we need to be. We didn't play as well defensively tonight as we have in the past. And, uh, and we'll continue to improve. Okay, let's go to uh, Chip Towers and then uh, Seth Emerson. Coach, you mentioned it for a minute that, that uh, just the end of the first half uh, seemed really critical for things. Uh, getting the safety out of that uh, and, and then coming back down and getting the field goal. Can you just talk about uh, taking advantage of those last 24 seconds? Yeah, situational football is critical. And, um, you know, we, 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 we rep those exact situations every Thursday. And, man, I was really proud of the execution. Um, number one, they stopped us, which can't happen. We can't, we can't you know, not have an opportunity. And he, he took the time out, which told me that he was – you know, going to try to use the clock and not let it run out. Uh, Amir Speed and Jake Camarda started that whole thing with uh, down in the ball inside the, the, the one, which is just elite. We practiced that really hard um, all camp. So Amir made a huge play. Jake made a huge play. And then the defense made a huge play. Then the special teams made a big play. And then we were able to save our timeouts. And uh, it was really big to get those, uh, those pass plays to set up uh, the field goal. I just thought that was a really good sequence to steal five points. Kirby, on offense, how much of it is that you're taking what the defense gives you? How much of it is that the passing game is just better than the running game for you guys right now? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's definitely that it's not we're taking what they give us. I think we're just better right now. Timing, throwing the ball, uh, spacing in routes. Um, and I actually thought we ran the ball better tonight. I mean, I don't know. We rushed for 184. It, it didn't seem like a struggle to run it as much as it did against UAB. Um, so t statistically, I was proud of our ability to run the ball. I thought our backs made some people miss. So I'm not 
I'm not down on the run game tonight. I thought we improved there. But I do think uh, the timing in the passing game and, um, and our guys are, are pretty good pass pro guys. But if we're going to be an elite team, you've got to be able to be, be pretty good at both. I mean, there's a few teams, LSU, uh, they never had to run it two years ago. And I felt like they threw it a lot and didn't have to run it. But um, we've got to continue to improve and we've got to get guys healthy. Okay, let's go to Anthony Dasher and then Mark Weiser. Coach, congratulations. Uh, obviously, Stetson came in on the, on the third possession. Was that just a deal going in where you planned to play both guys? Yeah, to be honest with you, you know, JT was not 100% all week, and uh, he, he practiced all week, but he didn't, I mean, he didn't necessarily go with the ones the whole time. We didn't know if he was going to be able to go on Monday, and we thought Stetson really practiced well, and he and JT rolled uh, all week, and we told him, uh, I guess it was Thursday or Friday, we called him in and said, hey, look, you're both going to play. And uh, we think JT's healthy enough to go, but we're going to play you, Stetson. And it's an unfortunate deal. Uh, Brock's route was a little shallow, uh, and he you know, probably shouldn't have thrown it there. He threw it a little high, sailed on him, and got it picked. So it's unfortunate for Stetson, but he did have a good week of practice. And I've said it all along, and I continue to say it and stand by it. I have a lot of confidence in our quarterbacks, a lot of confidence in our quarterbacks. I can't say that I've ever had as much confidence in three to four guys that I've ever had. So uh, Stetson earned that right, and uh, it just didn't work out. Harvey, you're talking about guys getting uh, contributions from, from you know so many different guys on defense in particular. Nolan had uh, combined with the safety and then forced the fumble. You talk about his game now, uh, three games into the season, how, how he's developing. Nolan Smith. Uh, he's a great leader, one of the hardest workers. Um, you know, I'll reserve judgment how he played just off those two plays until I see the tape. But he is a extra effort, get after it, positive leader. Um, he impacts the game. I mean, tonight, those two plays, that, that sack fumble and the uh, safety were humongous plays in the game. Let's go Dean Leggy and then Jake Rowe. Hey, Kirby, how about y'all's pass rush? How much do you think that's affecting quarterbacks these days? I guess you'd have to ask them. I don't – a lot, I would think. But uh, our guys get off and pass rush. And you know, there's a lot of detail that goes into that. Like the amount of time Trey Scott and Schumann and Dan, all the defensive guys spend on, on creating rush, right? Creating – it's not just one-on-one -on -one I beat my guy. It's games. It's twists. It's stunts. It's knowing when it's a pass, when it's a run, when I can take advantage of things. There's a lot of things our, our linebackers call to our front to get them in pass rush mode. And when they're in pass rush mode, they're pretty good. So I know it uh, affects quarterbacks. But I thought, you know, Luke Luke did a great job. He's a really good athlete. You know, he moved around. He made some plays with his feet. He bought time. He hurt us with some throws. Kirby, I know there's a big difference between being pleased and being satisfied. And, and I, I guess I just would like to ask you, it seemed like the game got a little sloppy there at times for you guys. Um, what, what would kind of – Cause this in this game for you to be a little bit short of satisfied from the, uh, an overall performance? Uh, just execution of players. You know, there's things you work on during the week and there's things that they just beat you sometimes, you know. Like you be, get beat one-on-one, -on -one, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lose my sleep over that. They, they threw some one-on-one -on -one balls and beat us. Um, but you don't execute when a coach tells you what play is coming on third down and you design, you show them the play and say they're about to run this and then they run it and you don't stop it, that's, that's disheartening. On offense, when you, you turn the ball over three times, we will not be a successful team if we turn the ball over three times. I don't care if we get three. We can't throw two interceptions and fumble one and beat good football teams. So 
that's a fact. That's not like that 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 will keep me from being satisfied or or pleased. Let's go to Connor Riley and then to uh, Catherine with the red and black. Hey Kirby, you got Brock Bowers and Adonai Mitchell involved early tonight. What does it say about them that as freshmen they're they're already at this point three games into their careers making major contributions for you at this point in the year? It's the way of college football now. You know, a lot of good players leave junior years. A lot of freshmen come in early. You know, both those guys really aren't freshmen. They were here all spring. So uh, I look at it very different. They uh, got a lot of confidence in the spring. They got routes. Uh, we practice really hard. They go against a really good defense every day. So A.D. Mitchell and Brock have uh, competed at a high level, and they've earned that right. Uh, a great man and good friend who passed last week used to always say to me, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And that's compliments of my man Trevor Moad, who lost his uh, battle with cancer and meant so much to me personally and meant a lot to a lot of coaches. But I spent a year at Miami, nine at Alabama, and four or five at Georgia uh, with Trevor. And he just touches my heart and soul to think about the lives he touched. And that was something he used to say all the time. You know, if they're good enough, they're old enough, and they are. Hey, Coach, kind of going off of um, that last question with Adonai Mitchell, I wanted to ask you what he did in practice this week that made you think he deserved a, um, a starting position today. Well, you know, he he's talented. He, 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 he's learning how to work. He's, you know, I, 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 it's very similar to Jermaine Burton. You know, Jermaine Burton was a talented receiver last year that we felt like would get better the more he played. And, uh, you know, AD's got a lot of parts of his game to work on physicality, uh, but he does run routes. He does have uh, elusiveness, and uh, he has really good uh, first-step quickness. And our coaches felt like if we're going to go to where we want to get to, he's got to go play. And he's he's earned it. I mean, he's made plays. He's, he's, he's a good football player. And uh, as he earns that, he makes our team better. And, you know, I got to say that Marcus Rosemi and Justin Robinson and a lot of those other guys, Lab McConkey and Jalen Johnson, they have done really critical good work. And they've gotten better. You know, Marcus caught a ball tonight and burst and got down the field. Um, but AD has improved a lot too. And uh, as long as those guys are healthy and getting better, we've got a chance to be a successful team. Okay, let's go to uh, Jeff Schultz and then Brandon Sedge. Kirby, I know you're focused on your team, but as everybody tries to figure out kind of the pecking order in college football, um, you, you might know that like Clemson struggled to beat Georgia Tech today and Alabama had a hard time in, in Florida. I was just wondering what that tells you kind of about, you know, maybe the state of college football this year um, and maybe how it affects you guys. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen many scores. I was asking on the way over here, you know, who won the Penn State Auburn game. I didn't know. And um it's weird to me. It's a weird year because not necessarily the Clemson score or the Alabama because, I mean, not, you know, playing at Florida is a tough place to play. But it's just different. It's a different feel to it because there's so many teams that, uh, that I know are talented. And I'm not talking about those teams. But they lose to somebody that's like, man, what, they have no business losing to them. Or uh, upsets seem to be more prevalent. And we're not immune to that. So we're trying to heighten our awareness to this standard. Like, hey, can we play to this standard all the time? Or are we going to go out there and, and, and be flat and not play to our standard? And it's hard. 
when you're dealing with 18, 19, 21 years old because they get, they get told all these things and they, they start reading and believing it. And I'm warning our guys all night, hey, look, you played well tonight, but let's be honest. We're on this, like, trajectory and we're trying to climb this thing and on this flight, we're trying to take off. We're like wheels up. We're, we're getting there. We're not, we're not at the highest altitude yet. And so what can we do to avoid that? But I see it. I see it every week in college football, and we try to bring it to our guys' attention. Hey, uh, Kirby, kind of a following up on the defensive line and the pass rush. I mean, uh, I mean, especially at home when it's a third down or a crucial situation, and you're able to bring that pass rush and that pressure. How valuable? Um, how valuable is that unit at those moments? And then also, I know that. You're not the type of guy who's going to say, like, uh, oh, they've done everything perfectly. So how can the pass rush kind of improve here? Like, what do you feel like that next uh, uh, step is? You know, I don't know. I have to watch this tape and see. I do think that uh, our guys are, are great get-off guys. I think people are going to scheme us up a little bit. You know, they're going to they're protect first. They're going to chip us. They're going to seven-man protect. And they seven-man protect, it's hard to beat it. So uh, we got to have some answers. You know, some of our sacks have been covered sacks, but tonight uh, they had a nice plan. They got the ball out quick. They made it simple for the quarterback, and they beat us one-on-one some. So when you lose one-on-one, you can lose some third downs. We win a couple of those third downs, it's, it's, it's a worse situation for them. They were able to extend drives and able to do it. But, you know, I don't know how we improve it, but I can assure you this, our coaching staff will never rest. When you're, um, when you're ripe, you're right. When you're ripe, you rot, and when you're green, you grow. And by God, we're going to stay green because we're going to keep growing and getting better. Hey, we got time for a couple more. Let's go with Mike Griffith and then Palmer Toms. Yeah, Kirby, you mentioned a couple of the, the shots they, they took. I guess I would just ask you about those plays. You, you say sometimes those just happen, or there's or there's some teaching or correctable things for Amir on a couple of those deep balls. Well, not just Amir. I mean, it was several guys, right? DK got one. Uh, he went up and got one, got one up and got one over the top of him. Kamari got one, you know. Um, they, they hit an over route on uh, Lewis. I think it came back and ended up being incomplete, but they had him, and they, they ran through a double once. So it was not just Amir. It was several guys, and, uh, you know, Josh Fan had a good night for them. And, hey, we're going to face guys like him every week, every week. So you got to play with great technique, and I don't care what your pass rush is. It's not getting there before that ball's out. I mean, that ball's caught, catch, throw. So, you know, we can't protect guys all game. we got to play one-on-one. If you want to be a good defense, you better be able to play man-to-man. It's one of the number one qualities. And right now, we, did, we had some shots tonight that uh, guys got on top of us. So, we have to improve, and we got to grow and develop some younger players. Kirby, y'all were 8 of 12 on third down tonight. JT was talking about how, how impressed he was. What, what were your takeaways on that? Impressive. That one drive, I don't know if it was three or four third downs, man, but our offensive line picked things up. Kenny McIntosh stepped up and hit a guy right between the, the eyes on a blitz. They went soft zone. They went max blitz. They did it all, and we converted on each one. So when you're efficient on third down, man, you're hard to beat. You are hard to beat when you're – it's so frustrating for a defense to get to third and five, third and six, third and four, and you keep converting, and then you end up hitting an explosive. So I was proud of the ability to function – and convert by our offense, which takes more than a throw and a catch. It's a lot of protection in there.
Um, congratulations to Kirby in Georgia. He has he's got a hell of a football team. Um, um, they play great and. Uh, and hats off to them. We knew it was going to be a physical, violent game, and and uh, that's what it was, without a doubt. Proud of our guys. We played physical and we competed. And uh, uh, there's a lot that we can take from that with the physicality that we played with. That was a war out there tonight. And uh, proud of our guys and the physicality that we showed uh, in, in all three phases. Uh, we challenged our guys to do that, and they did. I thought we competed uh, throughout the game, and uh, uh, proud of that. Having said that, you can't help uh, a great football team like that, and we certainly helped them tonight in a lot of ways. Uh, we've got to coach better, myself included. We have to play better, but just told the team uh, in the locker room, you know, as, as bad as we were in a lot of different areas tonight, uh, I'm more excited about this football team coming out of this game uh, than maybe I even was going into it just because of the signs that I saw, uh, some of the things that, that happened as the game went on and the way that we responded, uh, Jalen Foster played his rear end off, thought we tackled well. Um, you know, I know they had uh, 184 yards rushing, a few of those on some explosive plays, but for the most part, thought we did a nice job of tackling and and uh, controlling their run game for the most part. Uh, the, the, the plays that our receivers made, Josh Van, Jalen Brooks, a lot to build on from that standpoint. So got a lot to improve. We got to get a whole lot better as a football team before uh, next week. But I did see a lot of signs tonight of, uh, of a, uh, a, a team that has a chance to be a good football team, and we just got to continue to get better. Ben with the first one, Ben Portnoy. Shane, obviously they've got a really good defensive line over there. Just what were they doing to maybe make things physical on the offensive side and, and maybe being able to get a push? Who, what, who was doing? Uh, Georgia's a defensive line. What were they doing to maybe make things difficult on the offense? Uh, they've got like a five-star football players on their defense. They are they have a defensive lineman that weighs 340 pounds and, and runs better than everybody on this call. Uh, they've got five-star defensive backs. They're big and physical and fast. I mean, other than that, they're really freaking good. That's why they have the top defense in the country. They're hard to run the football on. So there wasn't some magical scheme they came out with tonight. They got five-star recruits everywhere, and they play really physical. Damn. David Conagher. Shane, is there an update on Sherrod and Mid-Sep? Sherrod's got a lower leg injury. He's going to be out for a while. Um, Unfortunate for him. Uh, you guys saw it. Anytime they bring the card out, it's not good. Uh, we'll see the extent of it as we can as we uh, go forward. Uh, initial prognosis, not necessarily season ending, but he's certainly going to be out for a while. Uh, Zeb got a uh, cut on his hand. We don't think it's broken, uh, but he's got a pretty pretty significant cut on his hand that he had no feeling in his hand. So obviously he can't throw the football uh, with that, but we don't think it's broken. Um, uh, and then Cam Smith, he was out pretty much the whole second half. He um, he's he's uh, got his foot stepped on, the same foot that he injured previously. Um, he got that stepped on. So we'll see, you know, if what his status is for next week.
Colin Taylor. Yeah, Shane, how much of your game plan was maybe did you have to tweak once Luke got into the game? Um, and how do you feel like he performed when he was out there? I thought he did great. Um, you know, obviously, if you script how the game's going to start, uh, you not losing Sherrod Green and losing the guy that started the game at quarterback early in the game is not ideal. You know, Brad Johnson had, I don't know if it was food poisoning or what, but he was sick all day. So he, you know, wasn't 100% from that standpoint. And and uh, those other guys stepped up, Mokaba and, and uh, Staley, thought those guys did great. We didn't really have to change much of the plan. I mean, going into it, we started Zeb. Because you know uh, Luke practiced all week, but really Thursday was the first day that he got in there and did true like full 11 on 11. Before that, it was individual drills. It was seven on seven. Um, it was some limited stuff. Thursday he was pretty much full go, and we just didn't. You know Zeb had played pretty well the last two weeks, so we started Zeb. But you know we had. Um, no reservations about putting Luke in the game. And, you know, he probably would have played a little bit anyway if Zeb hadn't gotten hurt. I don't know. But um, we didn't really have to change much. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit more willing to call some, you know, quarterback runs or quarterback read options, things like that with, with Luke in there. But we didn't really have to, you know, wholesale change our, our plan. I, I really thought we had a, you know, a good plan going into the game. And I thought we did a decent job executing. We've obviously got to be a whole lot better in the red zone. And when you get down there against a team like Georgia, you can't, you know, kick field goals. And, you know, if, we're go if we go down there and we're able to score touchdowns there, who knows what happens. Gene Zepcom. Shane, I know Georgia's, like, amazingly good. But some of the problems in the running game and along the offensive line were there in Greenville, too. Um, do you see some recurring issues and are – you think they can be fixed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, can be fixed. Uh, um, I saw some physical, physical runs, and and uh, you know, obviously they're a really good defense and hard to run the football on, without a doubt. But you know, we've we've got to continue to get better, players and coaches, and and put together a scheme that gives our guys a a chance to to be successful. Mike Yuba. Shane, what did you think of the way that the guys competed towards the end? Um, I mean, a lot of energy, obviously, from you and your coaching staff, just being able to fight um, despite what the scoreboard was indicating. Yeah, we talk all the time about, you know, competing and never looking at the scoreboard, whether we're, you know, beating Eastern Illinois, whatever we were in the fourth quarter or whatever it was tonight, just, you know, um, competing. And we always talk about, you know, dominating the fourth quarter. And we don't look at the scoreboard and say, okay, well, we're losing. We're not going to try and dominate the fourth quarter tonight. All along, you know, we wanted to get this game to the fourth quarter and go out there and make plays. And I was really proud of, you know, the way that we competed, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. I thought we got more physical as the game went on and some of the you know plays the physicality the covering the kickoff and and the physicality on that kickoff cover at the end of the game um some of the runs we had the physicality finishing runs defensively Damani Staley big hit over on the sideline I mean it was uh it was uh, I was proud of them obviously you know there's no moral victories we're not patting ourselves on the back like all you know we're uh because we lost by 27 points but I did see um, uh, that mentality really come together, which was good to see. Phil Cornblit. 
Uh, yeah, hey Shane, uh, two things for you. Um, I know you've been concerned about soreness for Luke uh, after he has gone out to play. Any word from him about how he was feeling after the game, number one? And number two, the unsportsmanlike by Josh Van. What do you say to a guy who's really emerged for you but has a penalty that, you know, it's not a, a well-timed penalty if there ever is one. Yeah, no. Uh, Luke, uh, as far as I know, he's good. I mean, he took some shots out there tonight, and they got a great pass rush and physical on defense like we talked about. I'm sure he'll be sore tomorrow, but he uh, he didn't, you know, say anything to me during the game and just in the locker room, you know, I gave him a hug and told him I appreciated how hard he played. He didn't tell me otherwise then. Uh, we'll see. But, you know, he battled. And, and I talked to him yesterday, Phil, before we left and got on the bus to come over here that, you know, I just want to make sure that he was in a good place mentally and physically, that if the situation arose and he needed to go in the game, that he was ready and, and he was he was adamant and he was ready to roll and felt great. Uh, and then the penalties, I don't know. I mean, I uh, obviously that – that can't happen. Josh was a captain for us tonight. Josh has been a fantastic leader, uh, really proud of uh, what he's done on and off the field. And, you know, we uh, just, that's not how we're going to play football here at South Carolina. And I know I said the same crap against Eastern Illinois and East Carolina, and it keeps happening, and, and I'll keep coaching it and, and correcting it and, until, we, until we get it right. But, you know, we can't play that way, and we're not going to play that way. Dick Cox. You're muted, Dick. Okay, thank you, Shane. You played the number two team in the country at their place tonight. Did you learn anything about your team that you didn't already know tonight? No, um, I don't think so. Um, um, we played really, really physical, and that is a physical football team, Georgia is. And... Um, you know, we didn't make enough plays and we didn't play well enough, but we certainly, I think, you know, matched their physicality and we had to 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 have a chance to win this football game. Um, really good to see uh, the, the some of the individual plays that our receivers made and, and, and whatnot. And we're, you know, a work in progress, not making excuses. I mean, we got a quarterback that was a graduate assistant for all summer and didn't even go through spring practice. And we got a guy that played the bulk of the reps at quarterback tonight, you know, has been hurt for the last month. So uh, we've got to continue to get better. We got to coach better. But I know we got a bunch of fighters in that locker room. And, and I told them in there, I cannot wait to uh, get back to Columbia and get back to work with them tomorrow and get back out on the practice field tomorrow night and, and, um, and, and get ready for Kentucky. Corey Diaz. Obviously, and I know as a head coach, uh, you aspire to win SEC East Championships, SEC Championships, National Championships. Matching up with a Georgia team like you saw tonight, does it kind of give you a, a, a plan and a, and a blueprint for, for how you want to proceed following this football season and into the offseason? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've got to continue to recruit great players and continue to get better and better. But, you know, right now it's – it's um, instilling our culture and the the mentality that we want to play with each and every week and we don't look at the scoreboard we just play and i saw a lot of good signs of that i mean you know i'm not thinking long term necessarily i mean we're, we're doing everything in our power to let's get ready now to learn from this one and then get ready to you know get better this week and and go compete against kentucky but you know, I knew what Georgia was coming into it. I mean, I spent two years here with Kirby, his first two years, and 
I know what kind of program they have here, and, and it wasn't like any big surprise when I got out there tonight, you know, how big and fast and strong and physical and all that they are. I mean, they got some great players, and they're extremely well coached, and um, we've got to get better. But, you know, certainly short term, we've got to get better this week, figure out a way to compete and, and be better against Kentucky. Long term, you know, certainly we're, we're building a program and, and um, in the image that, that I want it to be. Last one goes to Colin Taylor. Yeah, Shane, you guys rotated Jazz and Kai a little bit at that left tackle spot. Just what went into the decision to do that, and how do you feel like both of those guys played there? Uh, you know, at first glance, uh, I thought they did okay. I know, you know, we had, a, I think Jazz had a penalty and whatnot. Jakai started. He had practiced well. And, you know, we're, we talk all the time, two of the core values in this program are accountability and competition. And, uh, um, we want to be accountable, and if a guy that practices better and competes and, and has a good week of practice, we certainly want to reward uh, that guy, and, and that's what happened with uh, Ja'Kai tonight. And, and just watching Ja'Kai, I mean, I know he had a holding penalty there at the end, but I thought he played really physical. I mean, there were some plays on our sideline where I know he blocked some guys all the way out of bounds towards the end of the game and, and put them on their back, which was good to see. So we've all got to continue to get better, but uh, we need to con you know, continue to play guys, whether it be Ja'Kai, uh, Vershawn Lee, whoever it may be. Um, keep getting better, and we're going to need everybody on this roster as we go. Thank you, Coach. And Ben, I didn't mean to be sure. I just no, they're not doing anything special on defense. They're really freaking good, and um, that is a fantastic front seven and a fast and physical defensive line. But scheme-wise, no, they they line up and say we're better than you, and and we're physical and come beat us, and and that's what they did tonight, like they do every week. So I didn't mean to snap. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, I, I saw him come off of the field and uh, he was holding his hand. Um, wasn't quite sure what, what, the, what the injury was or what the deal was, but um, I knew that, you know, I, I was ready for it. Um, you know, we had talked about it all week that um, whenever my number's called, just be ready. So, um, you know, it's just a, a next man up mentality. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm praying for Zeb. Um, we're all praying for Zeb. And uh, it's just my job to go out there and uh, execute, you know, to the best of my ability. Um, and obviously we left, we left some plays out on the field. I left some plays out on the field. Um, but I was ready when my number was called, and uh, that's what it's all about. David? Look, uh, how good did it feel just to be back out there with some sustained game action? And, you know, Georgia's obviously got a really good defense. But yeah. How do you think you played today in your first um, I still think I, uh, I got I got a lot of things to work on. Um, obviously, getting that, that first little bit of game action against them uh, was unbelievable. Um, hats off to them. They they got a great defense um, and, and they're going to have a great season. Uh, but but it's only one game. Um, we're going to put this one behind us um, and we're going to move forward. We're going to keep keep a positive attitude about everything um, and, and just move forward because we we've got a hell of a team, um, hell of a defense, hell of an offense, um, special teams. I mean, all around, um, and, and we all believe in each other. Um, so we're just going to keep pushing forward. Colin Taylor. What was, first of all, how do you feel physically um, as you get free through this? And what was Georgia doing defensively to really make it hard for you guys, especially in the first half and that third quarter? Yeah. I mean, physically, I feel fine. Um, I, like I said, it's first game action I've gotten in a, in a little while. So um, not, not too banged up, thankfully. Um, you know, foot's a little sore, but, you know, that's to be expected. Um, but like I said, they, Georgia's got a great defense. Um, they're fast. They're physical up front. Um, and, I mean, they just they were able to get, you know, get catch.
just some creases here and there uh, to, to kind of throw some throw our timing off. And uh, hats off to them. Like I said, they they've got a great defense. They got a great team. Um, but you know, I, I believe in our guys. I'm right behind them, and then I, I know they've got my back no matter what. So important. Luke, Shane talked about it a little bit, just how, how much you guys fought and kept going at it mm -hmm. when the scoreboard maybe wasn't quite there. Just uh, Josh was talking about it too a little bit, but just what is it about this team that, that you know you guys are staying in game? Yeah. Why is it that you guys feel like you're still there? And, yeah, I think it's just the, the love and, and belief we have in, in everybody around us. Um, you know, offensively, we believe in we believe in our defense. Um, defensively, they believe in us. Um, and, and we've got one hell of a special teams unit. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that's just where it comes comes from. And um, at halftime, Coach Beamer, um, you know, he just said we're going to, you know, keep pounding it. Um, and, and we got more physical as the game went on. Um, you know, we, offensively, we kept, you know, pounding the rock, um, taking shots downfield, um, and just taking advantage of what they gave us. Um, and, and, I, and I felt like we did that. Um, like I said, obviously, we got some stuff to work on. But, um, you know, we're going to come back tomorrow. We'll watch the film. Um, we're going to practice, and we're going to, you know, put it behind us. So, um, I believe in our. I believe in the guys that we have. Um, I'm so proud of everybody and just the way that they fought. Um, you know, we, we fought to the last second. We didn't look at the scoreboard, um, and we just kept our heads down and we played. John Little got out of the pocket a few times. Had, had a few scrambles. How how confident did you feel from a mobility standpoint? And, and do you think that improves dramatically, or, or how much do you feel like that improves next week? Yeah, I definitely think I'm going to keep getting better um, at, at the things I need to work on. Obviously, throwing the, throwing the ball down the field, uh, moving around in the pocket, and just escaping. Um, you know, using my legs, and and I felt like once you know we kind of got in a rhythm um, that that I was able to do that, and I, I was able to kind of settle in and get comfortable. Um, just going to keep coming back and and coming back to work tomorrow, um, and just keep getting better. Nick Cox. What did you learn, and what do you think this offense learned playing one of the top defenses in the mm -hmm. nation? And how will this game help you get Georgia over with going forward? Yeah. I think we, you know, obviously we faced a, a defense uh, as one of the best in the nation. Um, and we, we saw a lot of things that, um, obviously, like I said, we, we need to work on. Um, but, you know, I, I think that was a, a good thing for us, um, just to kind of see it this early in the season. Um, we're going to watch the film on it tomorrow, get, get, our, get what we need to get corrected, um, you know, get that out of the way, uh, put it behind us. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep being us, um, you know, because we're all we got. Um, you know, only us, only we know the, the work that we put in throughout the week. Um, so we're we're confident in that, and, and we're confident in everybody in the building, coaches included, um, that you know we can we can you know we can do something special. Take two more, David and Michael. Luca, uh, you know the offensive line struggled tonight. Maybe that was expected against Georgia's defense, but they've also kind of struggled the past two games. Just what have you seen from there? How are you guys talking about it as an entire offense? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I just credit to Georgia's defense. Um, you know, they, they've got a good squad over there, um, and you know, they they got some some shots on us. But um, I think it's just about coming together. Uh, we we'd get together all after every drive, um, go off to the sideline, um, rally around each other, um, and, and just you know make make little adjustments here and there, uh, just based on on what we're seeing. Just having constant communication with the offensive line and and the coaches up up in the box. Just seeing you know kind of what they were doing so um, like I said we, we'd come off and, and make those adjustments um, and, and go back on the next drive and, and just continue to play. Last one to Michael and Anna. 
Luca, Josh Ban was saying it might have taken you a little bit just to get into a rhythm <laughs> out there. Obviously, the, the way you got into the game. I mean, did you feel like you had to shake off a little bit of rust early? And, yeah. and did it help help in the in the fourth quarter as far as you know connecting with Dan for that touchdown? Did you feel more comfortable? Did you feel like you kind of got more into zone and more into rhythm in that game? Yeah, no doubt. Um, obviously, going in there, um, going in there early. Um, I hadn't got much game action, uh, like I said, in a little while, but um, I definitely felt like as the game went on, I was able to uh, just kind of settle down, um, slow things down a little bit. I felt like I was rushing some things here and there, um, throwing the ball down the field, you know, be, being the biggest thing. But um, I, I'm proud of the way we competed. I'm proud of the proud of the way our wide receivers went out there and, and, and made plays for us. Um, I'm proud of our offensive line and just the way that they battled and the way that they fought. Um, and, and like I said, we're just going to keep getting better. We're going to come back tomorrow, um, put this thing behind us, put it to bed, um, and, and get focused on Kentucky. Back here in Savannah on the Marsh, Savannah State topped Benedict College 41-34 to to open up SIAC, SIAC play. Uh, Savannah State quarterback Devon Givens rushed for 138 yards and two touchdowns. He threw for another 45. And D'Angelo Durham had 19 carries for 62 yards and two touchdowns himself. The opposing quarterback, Eric Phoenix of Benedict College, is a Windsor Forest graduate. The junior went 21-26 passing with two interceptions, 306 yards. He was sacked four times but still rushed for two touchdowns. After the game, we spoke to Sean Quinn, Devon Gibbons, and kicker Kenneth Lockhart. Need a uh, cold Coca-Cola right now, so uh, that was good. It was good to get the win. That wasn't the, the quite the way I envisioned it, but I'm glad we came out with a win. Sometimes you got to just find a way to have one more than them. And man, great play down there by Levante Larry to seal the game for us. And uh, glad we got the W, man. Much needed. And you know, give a credit to them. Those guys played hard, and a lot of momentum swings. We had a chance to put it away and didn't. And uh, they fought back, so give them credit. And uh, but I'm glad, man. I'm proud of our guys, man. It's a tough week. Uh, a lot of tough stuff off the field we've been dealing with, and. Uh, hard week man so to get this win after all the crap we were dealing with uh, it's 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 good to to get it and uh, first conference win and uh, so I appreciate the fans it was loud and man it's, it's good to get a W. Blowouts are nice and all but to have your first close game of the year in the fourth quarter what did you learn about this team in those final moments? I'd much rather have blowouts but uh, no that they had some resiliency because I'm gonna tell you what the momentum was not in our favor it swung their way big time and uh, second half just kind of got out, out of, off course off chart a little bit and you know, the guy offensively, man, Devon made a great play there to, to kind of seal the game. And then we had another guy, Levante Larry, who's a transfer, just super guy, and uh, came in here and just made a big play right there. So, man, you count on those old heads to make some plays. So, super excited and thankful for him. This guy right here, you need to be interviewing him, not me. Oh, we're about so. to. Devon's the guy who has dealt with his injuries so <laughs> yeah. far this season. He was splitting some reps for him to come in in a big Come here, man. Against arguably you, one of the better teams. I'm going to kiss him on the head. What else right? can you say about this guy? What oh, man, he's right? been through a lot. He's going to graduate. Uh, he wanted to be a ginger like me, so he changed his hair. But, uh, man, I'm super proud of him. He's what our program's all about. And he could have ducked tail and left when I took over, and he's been here and stayed committed to us. So I'm really thankful for you, man. Yes, Appreciate you, both. What made, what made you want to stay? Moments like this where you have full TA Wright Stadium beat one of the better teams in the conference? Yeah, of course. This, I mean, this is what it's all about, you know? So College football. Yeah, pretty special, huh? Pretty special. Are you telling your kids that you need to make a play because they couldn't rely on the refs? They couldn't rely on Bennington to back down? You know, to we never want to rely on the refs. They got a tough job, but uh, this guy made a heck of a run there to kind of seal it for us. And uh, then to give them credit, they battled back and we had to make another play. But, man, it was a big win. And, uh, you know, we just knew that we had to make a play there at the end. We were fortunate to run as much clock as we did and get a touchdown and kind of put them and they had to score. And, man, all I got to do is get them stopped, and we did that.
Devon, walk us through that touchdown run. I mean, some people think maybe you kneel it, you try to run out the clock. No, you wanted to get the touchdown right there and put the pressure on Benedict. Yeah, well, it was sort of like a like a counterplay back to the left side. So uh, my read told me to pull it. I just made this cut, and I seen it was green grass. I knew I was passing everybody. So how, how would you describe? Oh, I mean, I, I probably don't show it a lot, but I'm very excited right now. Yeah, <laughs> deservedly so. Deservedly so. He's all about what we're about, and uh, can't be saying anything more. Him, I'm gonna start crying here. So I appreciate him. So you're gonna go to, with the quarterback that had the hot hand. When did you figure out Devon had the hot hand? Pretty early in the deal. So he played really well, and uh, just super thankful for him having resiliency. A lot of guys wouldn't have handled that the right way, and he has. And JT's handled it the right way. They're best buddies, and they know whatever we gotta do to win. And that's the most important thing as a team. Do you think Benedict's one of the better teams in the conference that you're going to play this yeah, year? Yeah, obviously. Uh, they're very good on offense, and uh, they play hard, give their, their staff and their team credit. And It's been a battle every year we played them, and it hadn't changed. Went down the wire last year, we played them in 19. So, big win, and uh, we'll, we'll celebrate this one tonight and we'll be on to Morehouse tomorrow. So, Devon, what's it say that you just – maybe you guys maybe didn't have your best stuff tonight in the second half, and you still beat – one of the better teams in the SEAC. You probably think you're 1A and they may be 1B in the SEAC. You're able to pull that win off despite not having your best game in the second half. What's that say about this team? I'm going to cut you off. We're right now just taking them one at a time, okay? <laughs> We're not worried about 1A, 1C. We're just worried about one week at a time getting the win and getting to the next one. So like Belichick said, we're on to Morehouse in the morning. So we'll enjoy this one tonight a lot, I promise you. I mean, I expect Kenneth Lockhart because it wouldn't have been a one-touchdown game without mm -hmm. Lockhart's kicks. Tell yeah. me about your confidence in him right now. Shoot, man. He, that was a heck of a kick, wasn't oh, yeah. it? He's Golden a stuff. Yep, yep. Golden boot. Golden boot. He did a great job. There he is right there. So I'm going to go in here and celebrate with the team. So you got any other questions? I want to go celebrate with those guys. John, you said you were dealing with some problems during the week. What I, I'm not going to get into them. It's just, just tough hurdles we got to overcome as a program. And, man, it's been it's been hard. Uh, some, um, no, nothing to do with COVID, some other stuff. So just just really wears you down. So we just got to keep fighting and pushing and get, get people behind us. How would you get interviewed if you did something right? Yes, sir. What did you do right tonight? Uh, this week I came back stronger than the last week. Uh, Coach Coach Quinn trusted me in the 51 yarder to get the points on the board, and I got it down. Uh, great snap, great hold, everything went perfect. And then, yeah, uh, to end the first half, uh, Coach gave me another chance, four seconds left, and then I banged it through, and we just we just had a great momentum going in. 51 year career yard longest in high school and college. Yes, sir. That was my longest in the game. What was it previously before that? Uh, I had a 47 in high school. 47 to 51 is a pretty big jump, right? Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Go ahead. What, what, are, what are coaches telling you after last week? You yourself would say you probably didn't have the best of games, this but one. you're able to bounce back and have a game that many field goal kickers in the history of Savannah State have never had. Is there something a coach tells you, something you do throughout the week that gets you more comfortable and confident this week where you're able to bang a 51 yarder like that? Oh, yeah. Uh, last week after the game, uh, I spoke in front of my team, told them that I just didn't do good in that game, no excuses. So this week, Coach Quinn talked about just living the moment. Don't uh, don't worry about the past and don't worry about the future. Just uh, do what you can do right now. And then Coach Quinn believed in me. Everybody else believed in me, so I, I was able to get that in. What's a win like this? Yeah, just do the same thing. Again, uh, don't get too high, don't get too low. Yeah, 50 is always good to have, but yeah, I just keep my head down and uh, keep working for the next game. What do you consider your range? Uh, range, uh, 
I'll say inside of 50, 55, and then, depending on the win. Are you saying that now or before the game you would have said that? Uh, before the game, I didn't really have a confidence, but after the game, I'll say I got a little, little bit more in me. So 55 and in? Yes, sir. And before the game, what would you have said again? I want to make sure. Uh, maybe 50 and in, if that. So it's going further okay. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> Overall, what do you think of how the team played in the fourth quarter tonight? Oh, yeah, uh, we started really good. Uh, we got the momentum in first half. Second half, uh, we got a little bit sloppy with all the defense penalties. And I try to help the team out with pen, uh, punts. And we just got lucky towards the end. Uh, defense sealed it off and came out with a victory. I thought your holder saved you a couple times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Henry told me he's a freshman, true freshman holding for me. So I'm really appreciative of him and all the work he does for me. And Braxton Chadwick also, he's a snapper. and. Uh, he, he come in clutch as well. You, you and Quinn Chapman represent Bradwell on the big stage of college football. What's that mean to represent the Bradwell Tigers? I know you probably have some family in the stands today and, and probably do every week, but, but what's it meant for you so far through a couple years of Spanish State to, to wear Bradwell with the badge? It's uh, very awesome uh, being a local guy. Just being out, being able to come out here and perform is always positive. So uh, Thank Coach Quinn very much for giving me a chance to come out here and believe in me, even after I didn't really have a good performance last week. Another tough blow for Georgia Southern. They fell on the road at number 20, Arkansas. The Eagles now 1-2 and two on the year. K.J. Jefferson threw for a career-high 366 yards and tied a career-high with three touchdowns to lead the Razorbacks to a 45-10 win over Southern. Uh, the Eagles' lone touchdown came on a 76-yard run by quarterback Justin Tomlin in his debut for the year. Uh, he missed the first two games due to academic reasons. He was 11 of 23 passing for another 65 yards. This week, the uh, Eagles host Louisiana. Number six, Clemson topped Georgia Tech. This one was a lot closer than I thought it would be. 14-8 to eight was the final in Death Valley. Tigers now 2-1. and one. Will Shipley ran for two touchdowns, and the Tigers' defense hasn't given up a touchdown yet this season. Here's head coach Dabo Sweeney. Moving over to the NFL, the Falcons fall at Tampa Bay 48-25. to I don't think anyone's super surprised by that, but they fall to 0-2 on the year. But Matt Ryan did throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns, a solid outing for the veteran QB. Jaguars lose at home to the Broncos 23-13 to fall to 0-2 as well. Trevor Lawrence, 14 of 22, 118 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Never ideal to have more interceptions than touchdowns. And the Carolina Panthers pick up a win at home. They top New Orleans 26-7. They moved to 2-0. Sam Darnold, 26 of 38 for 305 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Christian McCaffrey added 24 carries for 72 yards and another touchdown. So that is your Monday football recap for you. Jake Wallace and I will be back later in the week for an end zone edition of the WTSC Sports Podcast. In the meantime, thank you for downloading, listening, subscribing. If you want to leave us a nice review, we wouldn't mind that either. You can follow along on social media and online at WTOC.com sports. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you later in the week.